Yo. Yo. What How, up, dude? How's the Sunday going so far? Sunday's going all right. The last 10 minutes have been mad interesting. I quickly got off Call of Duty, got down to my room, uh, lit a candle to make it smell nice, and then Monet put her tail in it. So I'm now sitting in a room. It smells like burnt cat air. Wow. Dude, I actually lit my hair on fire the other day. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I've been like, you know, lighting some candles myself, and I... Uh, <laughs> I just happened to get, I, I happened to hear a strange noise. I was doing the old, like, flip the candle to try and get the tall one, you know, try and get in there. Yeah, yeah. And I happened to hear, like, a weird noise, and I was curious what it was, so, like, I brought it closer to me, and it was, like, these stagnant, like, these hairs that are, like, really thin and, and long going out. Somehow, I think they were, like, attracted to the fire, like, almost like uh, static. Oh, I don't know, dude. It was weird, but uh, like you know, nothing happened. Nothing started actually flaming up. But then I realized quickly, like my fingers, I just like felt. I I looked, I looked down and I saw, like some hairs. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bad smell. It's a re- it's a really bad smell. For sure, <laughs> for sure, that's definitely something I, I smelt. <laughs> I smelt. One time during like a. You know, during a tailgate at the dupe, I tried to light a cigarette on that stove and just like took the front half of my hair off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, other than that, chill. Call of Duty, chillin'. though. Call of Duty. I got like so you three got, games. So you in. got the PS4. Got the PS4. When'd you got get it? Call of Duty, Rocket League. Oh, dude, that's a good question. Sunday, Monday, Saturday. Some One of those. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I'm chilling out about a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Call of Duty, Rocket League. Those are the big ones. Um, Cassie's been doing like a free trial of like PlayStation Now, so you can do like all like the old school games and like a handful of others for like I don't know, it's like a monthly fee. Um, so we've been playing some just like weird titles. I Am Bread, um, Tokyo Jungle, just hmm. kind of fucking around. Sid Meier. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> done really a know couple those. of civilizations. Yeah, Sid Meier is just kind of like. Um, you just like build a civilization and so it's like the whole world's kind of competing you pick what country you want to start out as you can be like spain or you know america and you're like developing um building armies or like you know developing science and building villages and growing your population you know and you're you can take over the world or you can make it a peaceful world you can gain a bunch of money and there's just like six different ways to win huh and i think there's a newer version but we're playing we're playing a pretty old school one the one that I think came out for PS3. Oh, okay, okay. So it's just a yeah. PS3 game on the PS4, essentially? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of strange. They just do, like, they have, like, a whole, like, essentially, like, Netflix service of old games is the way wow. that they've done it. You just stream them, which is nice because you don't have to download them. Because, like, that first day, it Call of Duty takes, like, almost an entire day to download. Dude, you know, I remember that when Bryce was trying to, even when we would try and play, like, an older Call of Duty on his PS4, like you know not like a super old one but like because we played black ops 2 a little bit on the ps3 but um we ended up trying to get like the really old remastered the real the remastered call of duty 4 and like yeah it was like he wasn't thinking it was worth it because how long it would take to download and we we were both feeling like a kind of just a instant urge to play it you know yeah like by the time we download it you know it's not gonna be worth it so they take that long huh oh it's insane yeah because i remember like when grand theft auto 5 came out it was like five gigs and we thought that was nuts 
And these, I don't remember exactly, but they're well over 100. Yeah. I think the ones I've been buying, I bought those two for PS3, and I think they were like 20 and 15 gigs. Jesus. It's an interesting game, though. It's nice that it's Modern Warfare, because I think, I, like, MW2 is probably my peak. That's where I'm, that's what I've been playing most, mostly these days. I bought Black Ops and MW2, and MW2 is definitely when I am playing more. How are the lobbies on that? Dude, it's surprisingly playable. Really? Because, like, I figured it'd be just so hacked at this point. Um, well, which game were you playing that you would just start off every every dude, time you signed on your level one? It's both. <laughs> dude, it's both. Dude, I that's don't know great. what that is. I don't know if that's just, like, my... Because I tried it on, you know, the Ted Renzo account and the Stevie Mickle account. So it wasn't like one of the accounts was fucked. It was both. It was just the games, the downloads. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, but the thing with NW2, this is actually probably the main reason why I'm playing NW2 more, is because the lobbies aren't hacked at all, but, like, the game itself is hacked. Um, like, there's a keyboard menu next to pick game, like, find game, and it allows you to choose, like, do you want all the levels? Do you want all the prestiges? Do you, What do you want, you know? Um, and so every time I log in, I just, I set myself to level 70. Um, and then you, you get all the guns, but you don't get all the attachments or any of the camos. So like, I don't know, you can still kind of play for attachments or something for a sesh. Um, it's not like you get everything, I guess. Um, but, Interesting. but you get all the guns at least, which I think is the main thing I want when I'm going back to play these games that I don't really care about is like the ability to just like. Pick from any of the guns that I used to play with and had fun with, you know? Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, I would have liked to do that by just normally ranking up like like usual. But since every time I log in, I'm level one, um, I might as well just set myself at level 70. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, at this point, my PS3, it's, it's probably going to break one of these days, but like it wouldn't be smart to just let it run, you know, to try and keep my level 12 after the first sesh, you know, and just level like 12 oh. after the first sesh. Get Bro, out of here. I'm not playing that much these <laughs> days. I'm not playing that much. I've been doing pretty nice, though. Dude, I think people are good at this game oh, okay. is my takeaway. Um, because realistically, like I'm my my aim is pretty good. I'm um. You know, I'm, I'm I'm feeling like good about my game, and it's 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 faster. I'm, I've been kind of transitioning because like this is my first game that I played like sliding and shit. Yeah, and so that's yeah. like a serious element. It Those moves are, quick, so which different. is always what I liked about MW2 is that it moves quick, and it's like that. And this is um, another level of quick. Yeah, it's just even quicker because I was still trying to like creep around corners. My first couple games, creep around corners, feel that. No, dude, like you gotta move. So that's like super fun. It's just like if you either shoot two people in the face or you get shot from behind, like, and this is like quick. But um, I've sort of been, uh, you know, maybe cheating a little bit where there's a there's a, a game type that they just added to shoot the shipment and such. So it's like shoot house and shipment, the two smallest maps, and it's just those and it rotates game types. And so I've sort of taken the map element out, so I can l- I know both of those maps inside and out. And which honestly should so not even just, fun anymore. Yeah, you're not but, having but to the pick other up one, maps. You're just getting the skill of moving around in this new game. Exactly. So I can compete, especially like I've never even played Hardpoint before, which I actually fantastic game. Very similar to Headquarters. 
Very similar to headquarters, but just like better in every way. <laughs> Love it. Um, Bryce I guess the main difference it. is, yeah, yeah. And um, because you don't have to capture it. Just by standing in it, you're capturing. You're getting yeah. points every second you're in it is the yeah. main difference. It's okay, um, okay, yeah. And it doesn't have to unlock. It immediately, it's there. So it moves a little bit quicker in that sense too. You capture one and like if it goes completely offline, it's like we got 10 seconds and then you know you ride through that 10 and then you got to run and like you kind of have to spread out your whole team on the map and get ready for wherever it's going to be. Not only have someone there to cap it, but you want to have guys like near it to be able to defend. And I'm just kind of learning that it's not just about sitting there. It is about running away, getting back in. It's also about just like posting up like you got to run that alley so that they can't even get close to that hard point just those and, few um, games we watched bryce you know it's like bryce would would hop in but then he would hop through and he would catch guys before they like you know running with their gun down trying to get to it he would catch them at that point before they get to it you know absolutely like, yeah you have waves of the defense which is super fun and i really do like that shoot house map because it's like it's a small map, but it's like big enough. There's still like lanes and different ways some, you can maneuver levels. around it. You go but up so it's and like already, I feel pretty confident. Well, there's like not a lot of like height levels, but okay, I guess okay, there's but... just like there's there's lanes and there's ways to cheat them too. Yeah, and so it really feels like you like I have a pretty good understanding of that map and how to play it. In it's kind of like a nuketown size almost. That's pretty good sized, yeah. But maybe just arrange it more like um like shootout or something wait or what was oh. showdown? <laughs> showdown showdown but Dude, like it doesn't have two levels great. but just in the fact that it's like you want left right or middle and middle's yeah. kind of going to be ran by snipers but you can still like pop in from a different level so maybe like you remember what was that uh the one on maybe modern warfare well fuck what game was that modern warfare 3 was that a game yeah like, okay modern warfare 3 was like that the one it like it looks like a training ground uh you're talking about maybe uh kill house yeah okay yeah that that was cod four like that was a cod four map pack mac map pack map with like chinatown and stuff i think oh jesus christ but dude we're getting deep into it but um (laughs) dude kill house is was cool though and that's kind of how i was picturing it mostly because i think just the name shootout <laughs> just kind of yeah. gives me the feel of kill house like what that was going for yeah but cool. so i can hold my own in that yeah um, you're getting better yeah i'm usually the, like the, somewhere the in the game. middle sometimes i can just like take i can take the lobby be the you know highest performer of like i and i've i very much i've made the cognitive effort to i'm um, i go for wins yeah, I don't dude. give a shit I mean, about your first, anything but that dub. Your first snap was, you know, five and zero. So I six knew, and I knew <laughs> six and zero. I knew. But then I were, started I switching the game. That yeah, absolutely. That's the most fun. It's um, fun to play it that way. It's it's definitely not the way that I played for a little bit, but it's it's definitely the way I started, and it's the way I had ended during my time of playing Call of Duty. Like, a little bit in the middle there, I was like, you know, I'm going to try and run this and get, like, 50 kills, you know, and that's yeah. all I care about. But um, yeah. but at the beginning of my career and the end, you know, it was all about getting the dub. It's the most fun that way. And it was and honestly, honestly that way during the middle a little bit, too. It's just, yeah. No, I definitely did that. I'd just, like, play Domination and just go for nukes and shit. Like, yeah. I'm guilty of that, but not this time around. Not this time around. Mm. But still, things are positive on both the KD and the win ratio. 
So we're doing all right for just picking it up, but yeah, nice. I'm intimidated by a lot of the other maps. Do you play with Bryce at all? I have not yet played with Bryce in Call of Duty. We did a long ass Rocket League sesh day Ooh. one, just with like everyone, just with like everyone we knew, which was kind of interesting. I really anticipated it being very game centric, but that first day on PlayStation, just a was, lot was of just a, a lot of old friends. Yeah, just a lot of people I haven't talked to. In which a very is long what time. gaming used to be, man. It used to just be about the hang. Yeah, and I think in this COVID times, that was like the other big reason to get into it now. Selling factor. Yeah. It is interesting, though, because now, like, Bryce is already just talking about how much he just doesn't want to play. He's like, <laughs> he Man, wants to get it out of his life. like, bro, dude, waves. I just bought this, dude. Bryce goes through those waves, but he's always playing, dude. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, if, if he does, that's cool. Like, I'd be happy for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, like, I wouldn't feel cheated, but it's funny. Yeah, like, he still would have a PS4 and... Those things are more than gaming. Those things are like computers. They're streaming, you know. I think yeah. that's just going to be a great... It, it's not going to be something that's going to get like, oh, feel old, you know. It seems pretty sleek. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Well, today I was having a good time outside, out back. I've been looking into like trying to get like a croquet set um for our backyard just seemed yeah. to be like a, a simple and fun little thing to be able to do back there because a lot of times ellie likes to just read and write back there but i normally when i'm back there with her i'll just like have the coffee and i'll just be looking at the trees and the birds and like that's a lot of fun but i feel like little stints of standing up and playing some croquet in between would be would be really nice too um but today i just i took my golf clubs out of the back i just took a, a little chipper and um there was even like a little hole that a dog had dug and uh <laughs> so i was just like starting from different spots of the backyard and trying to get twos you know <laughs> um and uh ellie's friend tommy who used to play drums my friend as well i suppose um he came over uh he lived in chicago for a bit but he's like back in town he was like in chicago but still was paying a lease in iowa city like it was kind of strange um i don't really know i think he was living with his parents um i don't know though dude i really don't know <laughs> and uh so he came over we were just chatting and then it turned into me asking them if they wanted to play golf um so that was nice but it's been yeah it's been a a week full of stuff um it's just been a real good week yesterday i was just on that video editing grind like i edited a couple videos just like having so much fun with all that VHS footage I I got, you know. Yeah. That little one I sent you, I had a lot of fun with that. Like, I just thought it was such a, such a silly and fun, little, monologue you went on, <laughs> and I uh, I appreciate how unfocused I am while I'm like videotaping the ground, um, in my <laughs> in my in my responses, and so. I, I knew I wanted to use it when I was, like, digitizing it. Um, but I just threw it in, and I was like, what if I just threw some different shots over this instead of just the shot of your shadow um, that I was filming when you were saying that stuff about the Earth? Um, and so I just started throwing in other shots on top, and I just had a lot of fun with it. And then I did one with my dad, who was, it was just this footage of him gardening. And... I really like the way that that footage looks and 
it's funny because I, I shot it so long ago, you know, it was like 2017. And it's just this little shot of like me kind of covering my dad gardening. And it's just very pure. It's like he's really just gardening and I'm really just filming it. And we're not discussing anything, you know, about me filming it or him gardening. It's just happening, you know? Um, yeah. So, and, and it really comes off that way. But it's one of those things that like I shot and it just was on a VHS. Like I happened to bring the VHS um, camera home and shot him, but I didn't, you know, none of it was planned or, or you know, even remembered, <laughs> obviously. Sure. Um, just a is, real slice of history. But, but it was, it was one of those things where you can tell that even though I had no goal of what I was doing with this while I was shooting it or, you know, no meaning to it. I was just so into shooting it. You can really tell that I was like really trying to get a really good shot. And I like do this sort of walk around pan and um, yeah, and I'm just like locked in. <laughs> but it's like so funny because I, it was such a meaningless little shot, you know, but it looks really nice. Um, so I was editing that and I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do with those. You know, I keep balancing these ideas where I should just upload videos in short increments and just throw a t like, you know, content, just put a lot out. But then there's the side of me that thinks I should do all this VHS digitizing and I should gather all of it. See if I can compile them into one 10 minute video and have it be this short that is, you know, my digitized tapes you know or something and it like mm -hmm. goes from your monologue to my dad in the garden to these other things that i did and i shot you know um I, so so i'm i'm balancing those thoughts a lot right now um along with you know the idea that i'm running this youtube channel now and trying to get that going so that's taking up a big chunk yeah that's fun it's, it's and really I really fun. did look so cool, and I liked all the little touches, even the the yas and the what's popping up on screen. That looked cool. Yeah, thanks. I at first I didn't have those, but I I just like I had seen the idea in my head, and then I like exported a copy without them, and then like it was mostly because I'd been working on it for so long, and and especially like your subtitles, you know, um, that like <laughs> oh I, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I, I think I I actually found a decently efficient way to do it though, because I I just listen through it all and on like a, a you know a google doc spreadsheet i just typed it all in the increments that i saw in my head as like i would enter whenever i would do a space between whenever i thought i would do a different subtitle so they were all kind of already it was just a copy and paste thing but it was a yeah. lot of copy and pastes you know so yeah. so i think the reason why i saw the idea and didn't do it at first was just because i was a little tired um I had made a mistake though, so when I went back on, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna add those now too," because I should the the yas and the okays in the uh, in that other way. Yeah, I do think I saw something where the MoMA, and I'm not sure who the artist was, but was just kind of fascinated with those home videotapes. Um, and and I think that the idea was just that um, essentially the 20th century, the vast majority of film was home video but it's kind of this really unexplored thing because we do it for ourselves but it still is this real footage 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, and absolutely. So he's just, he called it like the greatest collection of folk art ever made. Dude, Ev, this is exactly what I've been feeling. But like, it's hard because you don't want to turn your family's home video into an art project, um, because <laughs> it is for your family. But dude, I just edited before this stuff. I mean, I spent a whole week just on the computer editing nonstop. I have this seven episode series on my YouTube right now that I sent to my family. That's all of our family footage digitized in order. Um, and they're 20 minute episodes. And the last one, <laughs> the last one is a 40 minute like special. Uh, and they're all in order. And most of them just take place in like a few days, like a, just a span of a few days um, from what my family shot. And, I just thought it was so I got the strongest feeling of like this is art (laughs) Um, which is like such a silly thing to say but like to watch my family evolve like in the first one it's just Tommy and Katie and then like in the next one I come around and then like a few episodes later you have Brendan and like the scenes themselves are like just these odd days in which my family chose to record and yeah. it's like it's not set up to be like this shoot and it's so it's really just these pure days and memories and like in my one of them my dad like had set the camera up in the driveway and he was like teaching Tommy how to play baseball and he was acting as if it was a tryout for the Cubs and he's <laughs> listing off all these old Cubs players um that that Tommy is and who's up to bat and and then like two episodes later Tommy's like it's 2002 and Tommy's like in fifth grade or something and he's it's his book report teaching people how to pitch um and so like you have these arcs throughout almost of like what you know we ended up you know what like it's not complete randomness you know like showing this footage of him learning to play baseball and my dad having these funny one-liners and these fun you know Cubs players but there's also it's like it's called back later in the series when you see him older grown up still passionate about baseball you know so i just had like this was all something i was taking in internally too so this is like the first time i'm like speaking out about it to you right now i I mean i've talked about it a little bit how i had fun digitizing the tapes but um but yeah i really saw it as this (laughs) this moma this work of art um but i've just yeah just been sharing it with my family i mean it makes sense because you could never write dialogue that perfect and you could never especially like the set design you could never think of anything more precise yeah and it's just like what is already in a home video yeah and you talked about it with me when you were working on one of your projects how you used the earth and you just like the project was what the earth gave you and you you like you painted this picture with the wood chips or whatever you, you kind of oh, yeah, remember yeah. that? And, yeah, and yeah. there's that side of it, you know, where you're like really just using what's there and seeing it as your your brush, you know, the realness, the, the nature, the the nature of a suburban family. You know, it's like what happened there. Um, there's even one shot where it's like a 10 minute shot of like the entire elementary school just walking by wearing their Halloween costume. 
And <laughs> so you have this, like, what were Halloween costumes like in 2002 for little kids first to fifth grade? And, like, you watch this shot and you're thinking, wow. Like, I could have edited it in a way where it's, like, just 30 seconds and I show the clip of Brendan walking by and then I show the clip of me and then I show the clip of Katie. But I chose right. to just show the whole thing because this way you're really looking and waiting to try and find them and you don't know when they're going to come. And then at the very end, my dad gets in this little, such like a small talky conversation with this other dad that he just doesn't care about at all. And they're talking about like some sales job that one of their sons or one of their friends just got. And they're like, is it all right? Like, yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and there's just this like little bit of dialogue like that. And then after, like, right after that, my dad just kind of says, like, is this almost over? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is it. Like, geez, this is a long walk here. Or, like, this, you know, there's, like, so many people or whatever, you know. So you, so you get that reward of, like, you sat through that whole bit of all the Halloween costumes and have this, like, this recognition of awareness by the person filming that, like, I understood I probably filmed this for too long. <laughs> right. <laughs> or something. Yeah. You know, like where the character is saying be... exactly what the viewer is thinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it That's cuts. That's fantastic. And so like I did do little edits where like, you know, I didn't show all of the Halloween walk, but I showed a long ways, you know. Yeah. Uh, just for that reason. Well, wait, um, can I can I can I ask you a question here? Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember any of the costumes? Oh, well, my little brother was Shrek. There was a lot of, like, Scream stuff. Um, yeah, okay. There was a lot of, a there was, like, mask. M&Ms. Like, teachers were, like, all, like, different M&M colors. Um, okay. There was, uh, like, a big, you know, there was, like, princesses and, you know, stuff like that. Babies. Like, Katie was a baby. Um, so, it's like, <laughs> so, it's like, things almost don't change much with Halloween. Um, there yeah. is, like, the standard costumes. Um, but right. there's, like, the, the, yeah. Yeah, there's like some football players, some some dead baseball players, you know, stuff like that. So it's it's uh I don't remember exactly other than that, you know. And and the ones that are most specific are the ones that probably I I didn't get. I I couldn't quite understand what they were because those are the ones that were strictly 2002 and it's hard for me to remember them or something. You know, there might have been some of those. Yeah. Hey, do you, like think, do you think Shrek is immortalized? Hmm. Like, you know, Cinderella has been around for, like, hundreds of years, right? Yeah. Is Shrek? Will Shrek be? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, because... I just don't think the story of Shrek. I don't know, man. I could be wrong. I, I don't really know what would make Shrek timeless. <laughs> yeah. Like, because when I picture Shrek, I picture, you know, a movie with some great music and a funny donkey um, and a pretty wholesome story. But nothing like Like, the music, I think, aspect hurts it, right? Because, like, those songs... Those songs were really good, but I don't know if those songs will last. Well, I think for it to be timeless, it'll have to be continued, you know? 
the thing about Cinderella is that we continuously get new Cinderellas and they're all still Cinderella. Mm. But I think when you were talking, I think you brought up a good point. Why I think I would also agree that Shrek can't be timeless is that I almost think Shrek was just another, you know, idea. Um, mm-hmm. But it happened to be executed perfectly, which is why it's so well respected by anyone who's grown up in the last 30 years. That's how I feel. They just had it perfect. Because that's like Mike Myers, right? Like, dude, the like, thing I think was, they just like, they also, it. they also kept it going, but they were never as good as the first. Or at least, maybe they were. Maybe the second one was just as good or something. I don't really re- remember. I wasn't that, you know, into Shrek. I, I mm. liked Shrek one, but I didn't really watch any of the other ones. So it's like, that says something right there almost. It's like, if you're going to do a bunch of sequels and they aren't quite as good. That could kind of heart hurt, you know, in That's the timeless run. Yeah, is there, yeah, there really might not be a Cinderella two. They just all do that same story. They, yeah, and because back in the day, sequels weren't quite as much of a thing. Like right now, everybody's needs you know, sequels are the best business. Um, mm. but back in the day, I think that you just you had Cinderella. And that was it. And then, like, you wait long enough to just remake Cinderella with now our new technology of animation or whatever. Man, I wonder what the first sequel was. Definitely a good question. Because I'm trying to think, because I I really don't think theater would really do, like, a true, like, what we consider a sequel. You know, they might continue things, and I'm sure they spin things off. You know, you do Shakespeare, but in a modern setting, whatever. But but maybe just thinking about the true film sense. I think it um, says the, the, fall of nation, the Fall of a Nation, released in 1916, is considered the first feature-length movie sequel. Wait, did you... You're Googling this? I just Googled it, yeah. It says okay. The Fall of a Nation. I don't well, even know what that is. But it says did, 1916. Well, that's insane. Is that just a, like a not? Is that just like a documentary? <laughs> Another nation has fallen. Get ready, coming to a theater near you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sounds like a classic play. Oh, maybe like Superman. They're saying too. Hmm. Oh, Sherlock Holmes two, nineteen oh eight. Oh, that's interesting, because I didn't think... I guess novels, that's completely normal. That's what I was thinking. Um, it's a series. I, Everything is a series. In, in a novels. novel, you have sequels. All the time. and But the they're not bullshit. Car children. <laughs> you even will do... Well, yeah, like because Harry Potters aren't really sequels. They're just... They're continuing the story. And maybe that's where there's a difference. You have to know going into one that you're going to make six or seven. You can't make one that's open and closed and then try to do two that's open and closed and pull out a third that switches it up and it's open and closed. Yeah, and it's too hard to make a movie with the assumption that you're going to have the money to make a second. So most people just try and make one while they have the money. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But yes, yeah, so, so those were the Shrek was a was definitely Bird's costume. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's good. He gives a great look to the camera. 
And is this like a store-bought Shrek or is this a homemade Shrek? Yeah, it's a store-bought. Yeah. The whole outfit or mostly a mask and then some like clothes. So there's like one of those masks that isn't that great. It like kind of just straps around the back. It's like a half mask. Yeah. And and then it has like yeah, in the package it comes with his attire. Ah. And there okay. were a couple other ones with the same store packaged one, like sized up. <laughs> Bird is a little small guy at the time. Oh, he was small, dude. <laughs> Just the littlest Shrek. <laughs> dude, this is like, yeah, this, Bird was funny in the in the on his the last episodes on his birthday, and he specifically gives orders to everybody. Like we sing him happy birthday in the morning, and he he makes sure that no cha cha chas. Nobody do oh. cha cha chas. They like they kind of make him cry when people do cha cha chas, <laughs> which is just like funny little details that I like always. Why, like, why do they make him cry? I don't know. Yeah. Cha cha cha. Yeah, he like they you know Tommy screams it and he just says no cha cha cha. <laughs> and then like later that night we get clips of it starting up with, with my family and. You just hear my grandma saying, Brendy doesn't want no cha-cha-chas. <laughs> Dude, that's fantastic. What if yeah. you just literally took it, like, line for line and made it a play? <laughs> and then, like, cast strangers. I mean, <laughs> to dude, be like, I really... No, Bird said, no, Tommy yeah. don't. Brendan says no cha-cha-chas. And see... Dude. <laughs> and, and and during that shot at the end where my grandma's saying that to Brendan, my sister keeps telling my dad, no, dad, it's off. It's off. She's holding the camera at this point, and she screws it up. She has it on the whole time she has it. She says it's off. And right when they're about to start singing, it cuts to, like, the part where they're done. And she says, no, I turned it off. I turned it off. Like, it's good. I got it. Don't worry, dad. Like, I got it. <laughs> And so we missed the whole singing because she had flipped the on and off. Like, she didn't... Yeah. And so, like, there's just so much of that in, in these in these little episodes. These little bits that, like, make it worth watching. Yeah, that's great. It's funny how much I also enjoy all of that. Dude, that's what I wonder, though. That's, like, I obviously enjoyed all of it immensely but i had to wonder if anybody else would (laughs) i mean i think that like there's a good indie following and that's sort of what indie movies you know i don't know when i say indie movies i mean a very specific type of indie movie but that's what they go for just this absolute realism and you really can't get more realism than real yeah, I thought about adding like some music and stuff like that, but but I was like, no, this is like what this is is real, and I can't take anything away from that. I need to just let these, let the cameramen be these characters and have it not be you know, filmmaking, but just home video. Yeah, um, yeah. I even I definitely considered submitting it. There's this like little streaming thing that I've recently been watching and I got an email from him as a subscriber that said we're looking for submissions and I submitted seeing things um Hmm. but I was thinking about submitting the family tapes I mean might as well 
Might as well. There is like a bit in like the agreement though where it's like, you do understand by submitting this, we could take the entire idea and redo it ourselves without giving you any credit. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, which is pretty dumb. And like, I still submitted seeing things because I was like, go ahead, try and remake this. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> um, but what is that service? What is that? Yeah, what what are what do they call so themselves? So it's essentially this Adult Swim streaming service. It's called Eternal Family, and it's like it's just a total Adult Swim vibe. Um, mm. But Mac DeMarco has a show on there called like Audio Recording Techniques, where he like goes through like the last episode. He just had like six different microphones. And he would say like the same sentence into it over and over to like give you an idea as to what different the difference between each microphone was. So it's like an actual show about that, but like meanwhile his face is like covered in this glue or something that you have no idea what it is. And he just looks wild and you know, the pace is like super slow and dry. So um so yeah, there's lots of stuff like that that's just like a little bit strange and experimental yeah and i guess comedy central as a whole has been wait do you say adult swim yeah adult swim yeah that's okay that, they really have been good about embracing the unusual yeah because i think that they're, they've always known that their crowd is usually or like typically historically this late night pot smoking want to see something different crowd yes it has exactly. actually a good attention span yeah it's not like dopey comedy it's it's just actually just different you know yeah i've always a different take on it sure i've always had an appreciation for it i don't think i've ever been the target audience i've I've never like played it at my own house that often but i would love to walk into a room where people were watching it yeah yeah there's some i mean it's some stuff was like really wild to see i remember like in the dorms a little bit freshman year. There were some people that watched some Adult Swim. And... Oh, like fucking Robot Chicken? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. get any more Adult Swim than Robot Chicken in my, yeah, for exactly. my money. <laughs> I mean, this stuff's insane. There was like that celebrity fight night shit. I don't even remember what that was called. Mm-hmm. This would be a good thing to bring up with Bryce because Bryce, I think, got into this more than more than I, for sure. I was, I was of course, into the Dr. Steve Rule stuff. I'm not familiar with that at all. Oh, dude. John C. Riley. Um, no shit. Oh, it's so funny. So he plays this doctor that is, I don't even know how to explain him, dude. Hold up. Just Let like, me go check on Mo here. All right. Yeah. Something. I'm not oh, going far. Mo. I can still hear you. I just got to. Okay. Yeah. So he plays this doctor that like, at first it was just these little bits on this otherwise like bigger show where he would just have this tiny segment that would be Brule's rules and he would always say something wild and say for your health and he would act as if he was a doctor but it would be like you know you ever wonder why water why ice cubes taste so boring because you make them out of stupid water you bimbo put some fruit juice in there put that in your milk for your health yeah so, like, that was one, yeah. Not well-performed, but, like, word for word, essentially. Um, and so he, he did that. He did a lot of those, and then he he got his own show. 
where he would kind of, for 15 minutes, interview somebody, kind of, you know, one of them was really funny because he interviews himself, and he tricks you, he, like, he acts like he, his, it's his brother who's, like, the coolest guy in town, and he, so it's, like, him interviewing this version of himself that's trying to act really cool, but he's still just Dr. Steve and not very cool, so he doesn't really know how to be cool. Um, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, just a little bit. I don't even know exactly if it was a whole episode. I think I watched half of another one. Yeah, yeah, that's... What I watched was good. I mean, everything I've seen from that show has been really good. Okay. You getting any time outside today? Dude. It really is. And it's boring to... <laughs> I don't know if it's fun to talk about weather, but like, man, it's so perfect. And it was even a little hot while I was out there today. And it was only like 66. <laughs> so I was like, how hot does it get here? I almost forgot. Bro, that's, that's spring. That's not even that's not even summer. It felt like summer. Felt like man, I should have put some deodorant on today. Whew! Alright. I'm back, motherfucker. <laughs> I did get I got my first sunburn of the season. Okay, yeah, Ellie's gotten a little a little burnt. I was wearing I actually I bought a a sheer tank top, a sheer champion tank top when we were playing tennis but it was right before i moved so we never mm. got the busted out and so it's kind of always this joke tank top then i put it on the other day i was like yo i kind of fucks with this <laughs> <laughs> and so i got a text from jonah on like thursday night he's like yo you want to try to drink 30 beers tomorrow i'm like mm. oh shit yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> and so we went for that we just went over to peter's backyard um got there at like two in the afternoon um played beer die which is like this you you essentially put a beer pong table outside and you put two people on each side of the table and you each you're you're on the same side as your teammate and then you each have your cup on the four corners and you have to throw the die up like really fucking high like really fucking high and then your goal is to bounce it on their side of the table and then it has to hit the ground for you to get a point but then the other team is on defense so they can make a one-handed catch on every play they would cancel it. And there's a oh. few more rules, but that's uh, the basics. So if you touch the cup, you get two. If it makes it in the cup, it gets three. If it bounces on their side and then rolls back and goes through your cup so you don't catch it, they get a point. And you huh. play to like 11. Wow. And um, just like immediately, first first die goes up, touches the table, bounces to the left side, my side, lay out for it, just miss, but dove, you know? So like, we're hyped now. And then me and Peter just like went off. and So we were undefeated on beer die. Um, wow, but yeah, that I did sounds not make so it fun. To 30. 
Oh, it was great. Dude, so there's so many nice different sunburn. beer games. Yeah. And well, we were actually saying, because Peter needed more dye, because he lost him playing this in the past, I guess. So he went to Walmart and couldn't find a pack of dye. Wow. Or dice, I guess. A pack of dice. COVID, they just don't COVID sell. Times. You know, I think, <laughs> I, think, I think beer pong ruined the dice. Ruined mm. dice. Because they used to be, like, at the checkout, you'd see, like, a pack of cards, a deck of cards... And a pack of dice would be like right next to the gum. Now it's pong balls. Now you see ping pong balls. Yeah. Interesting. You can't buy a paddle. You can't. Did buy you guys a... get thirty? Did you guys get your thirty beers in? I did not. They both did, dude. Peter was like well above thirty when I left. Wow. Yeah, and Jonah got thirty-two. I chilled at a responsible, healthy eighteen. Um, I kind of haven't like my stomach was just a little bit off all week. So I've been eating wild shit. Like usually my diet's pretty regimented. <laughs> it's been off the table these last two weeks. So I just like couldn't like hit the point where like it just like tasted so gross. Like I wasn't even like, I mean, I got fucked up. I'll be honest with you. But like, like it was much more. I just couldn't drink a beer. Like, especially it was like, it was like a bush lamp. So I would like crack one day. So I'd be like, I can't drink this. Like, no. Yeah. But it was man. a, it was a great time. And just like, it was a full day. And I think like though the week prior to this, it just felt like a full week of the same day. This week has been completely opposite. Every single day has been its own thing. Cause I had one day where it was literally, I woke up, got on call of duty. I got off call of duty, went to bed. That was like a full day. And had one day, wake up, drink beers, go to stop drinking beers, go to sleep, full day. And that's just kind of been the theme of this week. It's been just seven full days. It's just felt incredible. Yeah. I made a point. um, The International Space Station, uh, it went overhead at like a really high altitude um, at like 5.17 a.m. sometime this last week. And so I like popped out of bed and went down and watched that. Like as the sun's rising in the the east. the space station went across it said it was gonna be four minutes but it felt more like eight and um as i was walking down there i'm like this is probably gonna be like super underwhelming and so i kind of got down there i'm like all right let's like take a valuation of stars so that way i can see which one's moving i'm like okay so we got that big giant bright motherfucker i'm like oh wait it's moving that's it oh that's it (laughs) and then just watched it go across and it was actually like really cool really cool and so i've signed up so you watched a, a spaceship Space Station, the International Space Station, which I think it circles the Earth like 16 times a day. Oh, okay. So, so space I don't station think station that floats around. Yeah, it's just always circling the Earth for the past several decades. Hmm. 16 times a day, but and I was kind of thinking, I was like, I've probably seen it, but I don't know, honestly. Like after actually seeing it, it doesn't blink at all, and it's a really bright light, at least on that day. Um, it was fantastic. It was just, it was really nice. I'd recommend it. Yeah, if you get a text alert, just let me know. Yeah, because it should be it should be really similar for both of our locations. Yeah, yeah, and so I think there's a lot of nights where you can see it. Some are better than others, but yeah, if I see a good one, I'll definitely shoot it your way. Cool, it's worth doing. And I know um, uh, SpaceX dropped a bunch of internet satellites called the Starlink. Um, just this last week. So I kind of watched the live stream of their spaceship going up. It drops off like 60 satellites and then it lands back on Earth. And um, that kind of got me hyped. But you can see those. I haven't seen them yet with my own eyes, but there's some really cool videos of because they're all in like a line. 
So you'll just be looking at the night sky and then you just see like 60 of these little satellites all shoot across like a laser gun one after the other. Pew, pew, pew in a straight line. It looks really cool. Some people are upset about it because they think like as this continues, it's just going to pollute the sky and we're just going to see mostly satellites. But dude... It looks they, fucking cool. They look cool. Like, <laughs> they look like you know. Cool. They look at cool. At least right now, stars. you can still see the stars. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, I could see people getting riled up about it, but definitely seems like something I'd wanna, I'd wanna see. I'd wanna see. Yeah, yeah. So I'll keep an eye out on that one too. I think you can see, and I think there's. I used maybe, to. I miss the stars out by your your woods. Those were nice. That little. That little patch of grass before we enter or after we exit. That was a cool little area to just look up. And um, that uh, that guy whose house I helped clean, that I told you about a little bit. Yeah, um, what a character. Yeah, great guy. He uh, he told me that Van Allen used to go up there on that hill, that hill that I lived on, and that's where he'd set up his telescope and look at the sky. Hmm. And so that's incredible because literally, like, people would have died without Van Allen discovering the Van Allen belt. Um, but he discovered it in time that they were able to plan for it and the radiation didn't kill the astronauts. And so he's yeah. just like kind of an iconic figure in space. And so it's just really, really space cool. Space history. Yeah. Really cool to think that that was the same exact hill. And so I had a little photo of him sitting in that apartment. I, I still have the photo, but um, I don't display it here. But it was, I love to have it. Um, on the show of Van Allen. Yeah, yeah. Just chilling on the top of that hill where he used to reside. Yeah. That's really cool. I never knew that. Yeah. Which another weird okay, so uh I've been in the market, which is like, you know, the stock market. Um Oh yeah. So I've got a little gonna, bit of money in, Tesla. in the market for a telescope. No, I mean maybe. <laughs> Don't tell me with a good time. But yeah. uh uh elon musk just he you know notoriously he tweeted. He tweeted i saw this you were a part of this well yeah i lost like a like my 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 portfolio dropped like 100 some bucks because of that one tweet but yeah i'm not mad at the guy <laughs> what i don't understand why the tweet was so bad just things like that though it's the market's weird because the market's based on numbers but it's also based on opinions and reactions and so that stock is already known as something that's volatile because of shit like this. Because of Elon's voice? Yeah, because if he tweets that it's too high, now all of a sudden the stock's too high. And so if it's too high, people are going to sell it. And when people sell it, it drops. Hmm. And so it's weird because he was not wrong. He was probably exactly right. The stock was probably too high. And if he was, if he was just an investor, he could say that. But as being a company head, you can't say shit like that. And I don't know where the, the laws run, but he's actually, he's, I don't think he's allowed on the board of Tesla because of very similar things like this, <laughs> where what he tweets affects the, the prices. But I, that's, I bought the ticket. I'm taking the ride. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, How's that been going overall then? Because you started off hot. Started off hot. Well, I mean, that pretty much dropped me back. I'm still in the green. But, I mean, we're just in such a weird time. Um, so, is it just the Cash app that just really opened you up to it? Well, I downloaded... There's a there's a app called Robinhood. And, um, oh, okay. It's, it's a super nice app because they don't take any 
a lot of investment websites and services, they'll take a cut of either when you purchase or when you sell, they'll take a cut or the, whether it's a percentage or a flat fee of like 80 cents or whatever, but they just take something. Robinhood, nothing. They don't take anything. So you're not giving any of your profit to them. So you can buy, sell, buy and sell as much as you want. They don't take anything. So that's why mm. I want that. And it's only on your phone, which I think that bothers some people. For me, it's super nice. I wake up, I check it first thing, check it a few times throughout the day. And they've got like nice news and stuff. I can be looking at other stocks. I can be reading what's going on. It'll pop, like when something like that happens, it pops up right on the app, you know, because I'm involved with Tesla. So I'll be like, you know, you know, I must wait this when we drop this money. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> My boy, though. <laughs> you know, so it's just like been a really interesting way to be involved in in the world because it's it, it extends far beyond economics if you're keeping up with what's going on in the stock market you're really learning a lot of what's going on in the world even just like today tesla put in a bid to be like the uk's energy provider and whether or not it happens who knows but how the fuck would i have known that before that like yeah they just put a bid to be the UK. yeah and apparently like in southern australia they're providing a substantial amount of electricity on this weird like bidding system um, that I don't mm. fully understand, but so it's just been a really interesting way to just like tap into the world. Yeah, I could, I could see that. And um, but but what makes now such a good time? Because we probably will see some more pretty significant dips in the market before things get better. Just because kind of, I think we're at this weird point in COVID where it seems like it's ending, but really, it's gonna get worse because of that. The mill just closed today. Like, that's what I, I, I find it interesting, man. Like, it's so hard to say when things are going to reopen. Like, there's stuff that's, like, committing to closing right now. Like, that must mean that we don't know when this when stuff's going to change again. I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell on it, and he was kind of saying, do you guys remember when we were talking about quarantining? And it was kind of by saying, okay... We don't think that this is going to avoid people from getting it. We're just trying to flatten the curve, buy some more time for the healthcare system to get ready for when we all get it. Hmm. And he's saying, it seems like people have kind of forgotten that we're still all going to get it. We kind of yeah. have this false sense of security because we haven't gotten it, then we can avoid it. That's not, not like if we if we would have gotten it, we would have, or if we, you know, if we're going to get it, we would have had it by now. If, you know, that mindset. Which is completely false. And that's, yeah, we, it's we just never, traveling nobody every ever day. thought that was actually the case. But we except, just kind of believe Except that. us. <laughs> except yeah. us civilians. <laughs> the layman's, yeah. Yeah. Which has kind of been interesting. That's a good point. Like, we shouldn't expect this to end until we all have it. Yeah. Yeah. Until yeah. we all have gotten it. Or you can create the cure. But, I mean, yeah. That's a way Which out. is years. The most, yeah. The most optimistic I heard is like, you know, six months to a year. The least optimistic would be three to four. Yeah. Wild. I really wonder. I mean, dude, Munson was talking about this book he had read where it was like, it was called Bullshit Jobs. And <laughs> it was just about a bunch of different jobs that people consider bullshit jobs. Oh, okay, um, cool. I think. And basically, what he was trying to say is we're at this point now where finally. I guess not finally. Um, we're at this point where all these bullshit jobs are the only jobs actually happening still. Um, yeah. Gr- grocery workers, mailmen. Um, yeah. The, the, these kind of 
low tier, not business jobs. Sure. Um, and yeah, I just find it really interesting. Like, what if we stay in this mode for much longer than any of us can even imagine right now? Um, to the point where we just don't go back to working. more than these essential jobs. Like, even after the virus? Yeah. Like, what if we just get this realization of what really matters? Well, and there's I'm... just food, there's just restaurant, grocery, mailman. I mean, there are business-level jobs at... at uh, you know, for people that want them, but there's also like no, the the society has no pressure to have those jobs run the country. You know, like there's no difference. Well, I think there's just like a scale of how valuable and necessary things are. But I think that the things that we've lost still have value, you know? Yeah. Especially, like, I would definitely make the argument for a bar. Completely non-essential in the short term. But a big part of society. Mm-hmm. In the sense that I think everything is. Like, I think if you want to go suntan... I guess I, 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 guess I think more, more like, what if the discrepancy between jobs and amount of pay? Like... Uh, like I see bars as just as important as grocery stores, but grocery stores are open and bars aren't. But what if by the time Tesla is back up and running and people are coming in and buying cars or whatever, um, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of hard for me to articulate it it's it just seems to me like we've been in this worldview for so long that it's hard for us to imagine a world where business doesn't rule so you're kind of digging this yeah like <laughs> i i just think that this makes more sense for humanity um than, than the other world but i think this world with some you know bars and stuff like that is something we could obtain like i think that we could i don't know much about economics and why capitalism is the way that we've gone but to me it just doesn't make much sense well it kind of seems like what we're doing now though is just saying okay the jobs you thought were bullshit actually aren't bullshit so we're gonna label all of these other jobs bullshit well i think that yeah i think that all jobs are bullshit (laughs) (laughs) therefore all jobs are valuable i think no job is better than any other job okay (laughs) yeah um i don't know i think that life is more important than any job 
and that some people I, I, I just want a world where like both could exist <laughs> like where you, it was jobs were optional where like they're like basic income essentially like mm-hmm. like you can get more money with owning Tesla and having brilliant ideas for business and you can get rewards from that yeah but you can also live a perfectly healthy and happy life without putting energy towards those thoughts and those actions yeah um hmm do you think you have well Okay, maybe maybe I'll just kind of answer it a little bit for you. But so I, I do think both of us have enjoyed this. <laughs> it's not having to work, essentially. Yeah. Um, well, I yeah, I just I really, I'm not like doing nothing. You know, like I'm, in, been incredibly productive this entire time. I feel similarly. I really have been finding myself doing interesting things and things that I didn't even anticipate. And I, mm-hmm. and I can directly relate them all to for, to the fact that I am I have more time and I'm still getting funding. So yeah. I really do think my priorities have actually become more acute, which is a great feeling. But I, I'm I'm really curious if that is are we the minority? I think so, but. I don't think what I'm trying to say is we should change our world to be this way. I think that we could just allow this way to exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm recognizing us as the minority, but I'm recognizing Mm -hmm. that we exist and we aren't the only ones. There's an entire minority. And I, I don't know... If it is the minority, you know, I know a lot, a lot of my friends are in the same boat. Just digging it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's like not like we're just digging it, but we're digging it and we're trying to find ways to still talk to our families. And, you know, like there's st- there's things that are sticky. There's things that aren't great about this time. There's things that, you know, are scary about this time. But there are also good things about time being more valuable than money but that's the weird part is because we were a lot of this happiness could be because we're getting a lot more money than we normally were yeah so is this is this a happiness rooted in time or is it rooted in money and the comfort of that it's almost like those first few weeks before i got the stimulus check i was still kind of thinking about maybe applying for high v and i was still maybe after hours of writing and feeling productive ending it on this feeling of is any of this worth it am i gonna need to get a new job where you know like so that like before the money came in i was a little less joyous yeah i would agree with that it's a good observation for sure i just yeah i just think it's interesting to see how long we can go without working and while maintaining happiness. I just think that the, the there's so many people out there that aren't able to see this side of 
being able to enjoy all this time in your room. <laughs> yeah. Because most people don't have hobbies like us or are as curious, naturally curious or explorative in different works and art forms. I think you so know? too. And I think I think there's a lot of people that have just been shocked by this transition. Um, whereas for me, and I think probably for you, this feels like we're getting something back that we used to have. <laughs> <laughs> College like, days. Yeah, or for me, it was just really like the days when I still when I was working at Stella. But that was I, you know, I was working four days a week, and they were four, you know, relatively long days. But I'd get a three day weekend, and I would go in in the afternoon. So I'd I'd wake up, cook myself bacon and eggs, eat you know eat oats on my porch with the sun pouring down on me. Walk out into the woods, hit the slack line with the deer looking at me. Come back inside you know, shower, just really maybe read a little bit, take it moment by moment, then bicycle over to my job, do my little thing, ride my bike home through the woods at night, repeat, you know, have a couple beers, enjoy myself. Like, I'm yeah. just, we are used to this pace. I think some people aren't. I will admit when I first was introduced to that pace, there was a lot of other shit going on that made it really challenging. But for me this time, I haven't really had any of that. I've, I was kind of really looking forward to this. This is sort of the pace that I like to live at as well. Yeah. And like a lot of what I'm saying about this is just thinking out loud, you know. I don't I don't have I haven't done much studying in this, you know. I understand this is a big idea that I'm just laying forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not coming into it too fully loaded with information um but it's just something i can't help but think about some of these days some of this with some of this time yeah it'll be really interesting to see how it feels when we do go back Uh uh-huh part of me is excited i will also admit that oh about being behind the bar again yeah yeah oh absolutely i mean i i i see value in those things too i see value in working too but it's just, um, I don't know if I would enjoy it more than this. Yeah. yeah. This is a, a like a slightly related tangent, maybe even just new direction. Um, I, you know, I, I went to tweet at Malcolm Gladwell yesterday and saw that he had just, um, he finished working on a documentary about automated vehicles. So I'm like, oh, hell yes. I have to watch that. Malcolm Gladwell's my boy. Got this money in Tesla. Let's get it. And it was so really Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Tesla's just, it's self-driving cars. I was going to say, Malcolm Gladwell is not in Tesla, too, is he? No, no. Just that it's, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Exactly. Just, it's about Tesla. Okay. And it was it was an interesting film. It was about an hour long on Amazon Prime. It's called Auto- Autonomous. And he really just looks at it from both sides because Malcolm Gladwell himself, he loves cars and driving them. He says he's got like a 2003 um like it's a BMW E series, maybe E3. I don't, I don't exactly know. But he's like, it's. He's like, I don't own any precious artwork. I don't own a Rembrandt. This is probably the most beautiful thing I own. Is this machine? And um, <laughs> and and he's, you know, they talk about how what we like about driving is that it is autonomy. It is freedom, and those are just so fundamentally human. But when you're not doing it, you kind of lose those things. 
And there's also that side of things where you have to learn how to parallel park. You have to learn how to drive. And you kind of, when you master it, that's a good feeling too. You're going to lose that too. But there, but the whole documentary, I would say, is in favor of self-driving and also is fully admitting that it's it's happening regardless. Um, yeah. But just really looking at what we lose for convenience and that we kind of even and i would argue that the automobile already makes us feel less connected to traveling and i think that when you get rid of the driving side of it you do become even more detached from the physical world yeah like you yeah when you travel across the highway it's almost as if you forget that you're just going through a state and you could look at what it looks like there but instead you're just huh? how far three more hours all right you're exactly right and it's something that we've caught on to before is that now distance is is uh talked about in hours yeah distance is told in time yeah yeah how much further three hours three hours chicago yeah four hours from here <laughs> hmm i've literally lately i've been seeing cars like you know, highway travel in that way and, and as almost a time travel machine rather than a mode of transportation. It's like a, not, not I guess, time travel and I guess a, a, it's just a, you're literally transporting there without seeing anything, just having to go through this set amount of time to get there. Um, yeah, like a loading screen. The interstate yeah. is a loading screen. Yeah, like it, it takes three hours to, you know, to transport to Chicago. Yeah. And that is um, kind of the whole point of the interstate. To to be this loading screen? Yeah. Well, it's meant to, you're not going to have any sharp turns. There's going to be nothing near the road that can run out. Well, like ideally... There's the houses aren't going to be close, so you can't accidentally fall off one. Like it's just meant to be the most straightforward, you know, level out, dodge as many hills as you can. Let's make this the most efficient form of travel. And with efficiency, yeah. you lose character. Yeah. The back highway is still alive, and I would argue maybe more alive than ever because it's so dead. Hmm. When you hit the back highway, the houses are closer to the road. The bends are more severe. You've got to lay on the brakes. And if you're driving at night, you know, there's an element of fear that should be there because you don't know what animals are out. Um, but also in the daytime, if there's nobody in your rearview mirror, go whatever speed you want. Go 20 over, go 20 under. Look left, look right, roll the windows down, enjoy yourself. Take a turn. Take a turn into a mana. <laughs> yeah pop in because yeah. you're already taking the long way time doesn't yeah, matter Enjoy absolutely yourself. go see something uh -huh. you wouldn't see what does that sign say yeah and so i do both here and there but we're just both into observing what's there <laughs> see i actually got in this big old thing yesterday that i really dug where I started my day on my phone, I was on Facebook, and I saw one of my favorite Timmy Shea posts of all time. Hmm. And so he says that um, if you defend the imperial, the English system, you're a Trump supporter. 
<laughs> and I was dying. I just, I love that so much. I'm reading all the comments and he's just, you know, gallons are ignorant, you know, pounds are, you know, he's just going off, which is cool. And, and I get that. But also, you know, I, I know that we've, I have defended Fahrenheit because I, I learned the one thing about Fahrenheit is that it's a human scale. Zero degrees mm-hmm. Fahrenheit is cold. It can get colder, but zero's fucking cold. One hundred freezing. Zero is not freezing. 30, oh, okay. Thirty-two. Yeah. In in Celsius, zero is freezing and one hundred is boiling, of water. So that makes a lot of sense mm. from science. But for Fahrenheit, zero is just a. It's a cold day. It feels arbitrary, but that's just like that's pretty fucking. And cold. realistically, that's about as cold as it gets. So it's fair to say that's a cold day. Yeah, because you can go lower, but negative colder. ten is yeah. like is like fucking dangerous. Like yeah. you don't like it is negative ten. Like do not be out there. Yeah. And similar with a hundred. One hundred is fucking hot. And it yeah. can get to one ten, but on one ten you're not doing shit. I was saying sixty six felt like summer, you know? Like six, imagine a hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a beautiful argument. And so, you know, I went through a good chunk of engineering school. To the point that I can tell you, if you're doing science and you're crunching numbers, you want the metric system. It's perfect for that. Everything's divisible by 10, divisible by 100. It just fucking works. And there's not as many different units to learn. And they're not not—they're all the same. So it makes perfect sense for that. I, I have nothing bad to say about the metric system. I think it's beautiful. But I wanted to hear the defense about the English system. And so I Googled it and... It was link after link that I would click on. I, I typed in in defense of the, the imperial system or the English system. And the first so many links were all saying how the United States is wrong to have the, the, the imperial system. And here's the reasons we need to change it. And here's actually the pace that we're changing it at. So the United States is in a process of slowly losing that and embracing the metric. And it's just... We're doing it over time, which I'm for too. You know, I'm not going to, well, I guess I'm not against that because if that's, if we want to sync up, because essentially it's like the whole world does that. So if we join it, we're part of the world. So, Hmm. okay. But I still wanted to know. And then finally I got down lower and lower and was able to get some of my answers. And, and realistically the, the Fahrenheit was not uh, anomaly. Most of the, imperial system is a very human-based system right down to you know the really easy example is the foot a foot literally is about the length of a foot and so it's not this heady measurement it's a very obvious one and like if you're looking at early humans and you wanted to measure something there's a lot of different body parts we have, but maybe an arm length is too weird because then you'd be like two arm lengths or you'd be maybe two and a half arm lengths or you'd be 1.7 arm lengths and that's not vivid enough. And if you're a nose, like nobody wants to be like 80 noses tall, you know, but but the mm-hmm. foot is a, just about right where, you know, we can be like five or six of them. And also like if something's 10, high, 10, 10 feet high, you can probably jump up there and you might be able to jump up there and get it if you're really athletic, you might be able to do that. But if, if it's a hundred and you fall off of it, you're dead. <laughs> so it's this very rudimentary, but you know, very uh, physical thing. 
and I kind of like this. If this was completely made up and somebody just told me, hey, they're thinking about this, making this system that makes us more in tune with our bodies, I'd be like, I, I mean, I'll learn it just for shits and gigs. So it's really interesting to realize that's kind of what we have. And so even that's I'm looking at, I'm looking at the wrong. mile. I'm like, okay, why? And this one I'm still have a little bit of trouble with. But so the mile is like 5,288 feet, something like that. But originally, the word for a mile, and this comes from like Greece, Greek times, which I think a lot of these measurements do. Um, it was about a thousand paces. Whoa. Was a mile. So they their motive it about a thousand paces. Yeah, their word for a thousand paces was what translated into mile. So like, what if it was fifteen miles, like fifteen thousand paces? Yeah, which because that's how you'd walk it. Yeah, you'd take off in one, two, you know, and then oh, about a thousand. All right, I went a mile. I went about a thousand paces, and here it is. Or I need to go three more of those, and. You know, I think that that's what makes it so natural that we now do with cars. We say three hours. Chicago's four hours away because it's the same mm. thing as a thousand paces. It was the measurement at that time, and so I get that it, now. Very few people. I mean, you can walk. You'll walk a mile. Most people walk a mile relatively often, but we don't walk twenty. So I get that it's like outdated, but there is still an element of like. While while we can really easily compute kilometers and things like that in our head and when we're trying to figure out the relationship of this kilometer versus hours and yeah, I don't know, if you wanted to do like some computation of how things relate to each other, that makes sense. But if you just want to understand a distance, a thousand paces, you can take that to your heart. It does get a little bit weird where I was looking at my step counter and seeing how many miles and like, so I'm not exactly sure a pace might be two steps. I'm not, cause I feel like I'm getting like half of what it should be. So I've got a little bit more to understand, but I like the heart of that. That is that you don't need to know it in your brain. You can know that in your legs. Your legs can know the measurement because of what we're talking about is distance. It's your legs doing it. Yeah. And then an acre, that. one acre, Pat, is the um, is approximately the amount of land one man one farmer with one oxen can plow in a single day hmm that's beautiful to me so even though again completely outdated it's very specific for yeah. that use and so that's the whole thing the 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 english system is made so that it's very relatable to the exact reason you use it at the time of its work workabouts the acre yeah. was exactly what you needed it to be and so even though that's not the standard now it's a good metric to see how far we've come because you can literally look that was one acre was the amount that one farmer with one oxen could plow in a day now we can do probably thousands and so that really shows our evolution from the uh, from the, you know a very basic form of farming horsepower is another really easy one where they they essentially when when they invented uh steam power how do we say how strong our machines are well compare it to horses how much and i think james watt was the guy that came up with that and i think he just kind of did some really bullshit well a pony can do about 22,000 pounds so a horse can probably do 33 and my machine can do this so two horsepower but that's literally just comparing vehicles machines power to that of a horse hmm. 
And so all of our measurements, they don't go well against each other. You cannot easily convert these things from one another. But they, they're very specific. Even And, like, there's a lot of weird because, like, so so the metric system always uses 1 to, you know, to 10 or, or there's 100 of these in one is of this, these. Is this how time is to 12? Okay, that's very interesting because time is a weirder one. And, I, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around that because time is the one that we all agree on. Nobody time has different time. Time is used in every system. Yeah, equally the same. And and that's really cool too because you say Except that because in the military they yeah they, but theirs is still only slightly different and even like yeah because yeah, our calendar system is I think we get ours off of Augustus Caesar maybe Julius Caesar one of the Caesars because there is that thing where you know like like October oct means eight right December mm. dec means ten but okay. they're the well, December's twelve exactly and October okay, eight, they're they're okay so they're off. They're off, and that's because we added two more. July, Julius Caesar. August, Augustus Caesar. I wondered. And okay. so when I first was told that, I was told that they were just vain. But then I did a little bit of research, and actually, they would do this weird thing where they had these 10-month years, but then like every however many years, they would add uh, an 11th month. And the 11th month was either four or six weeks, depending on how many years since the last one. Because you still have to sync it up with the sun. Measurements are essentially random. They're just referential to whatever you want. But time is not. We kind of have to sync our time up with the sun. And so they did all this weird shit. And then finally they were just like, you know what? If we did 12 months, 52 weeks, it'll be about perfect. And then they add in the leap year to get 365.25 days in a year and now we're like really really tight to the point that every march 15th you will see the equinox wow every march 15th you'll see the equinox yeah you know the spring starts and fall starts and winter and summer all start on the same day every year and that's because our calendar lines up with it we figured that out so time is more rooted in it's to go along with seasons and months it's to go along with seasons yeah seasons i think most specifically you know when seasons kind of seasons are kind of the ruler of how many months and when and how long days are exactly yeah but seasons are like i feel like they're changing (laughs) They're shifting around now. A little bit, with, but still... With winter being so late, so long, and... Well, like, yes and no, because there's still, like, an an astronomical winter. Because okay. the sun, the sun, like... The, like, your, your days get shorter, and then your days get longer. There is a longest day of the year in the summer. The middle of summer, essentially, is the longest day of the year. And the middle of winter is the shortest day of the year. There's just less sunlight. And if you're at the poles, it's more extreme. So in Alaska, they're in the summer. I think we're in the middle of spring right now. I think we just hit the middle of spring. The middle of spring. That could be right. A couple days ago. Interesting. I got a text from somebody about it. There's a weird thing, too, that I just learned where um, they technically, like, your weather kind of lags one month behind the, the sun. 
And that's because the ground holds temperature. Whoa. So your hottest day of summer will usually come about a month after the longest day of summer because you have to let the ground heat up first and then you're kind of getting the heat of that day that was then. And water does a similar thing, but I think water changes quicker. So like if you're like an island country, so like Iceland actually will be warmer than Des Moines sometimes because the water will warm up before the land. But maybe there's some mm. currents involved in that too. I don't know. I'm not an expert on that. But either way, so I, I'm now a huge proponent of the imperial system. <laughs> Big fan. Big so, fan. so I couldn't help but think. So, does this make you a Trump supporter? <laughs> you know, I've never heard him speak on systems. <laughs> I do not think it does. I will not be ticketing for Let's him. Let's try and think about why Timmy thinks this. Like Timmy so, thinks there's. He thinks the whole measurement he's been system pro is pure metric system. His whole. His whole. Yes. Life. Well, I think that there's so, just since an he went to Canada. Since he went to Canada in 2015. Yeah. He's been huge in metrics. Yeah. Well, I think so. In his mind, the English system is so illogical that the only reason you would defend it is out of pure like ignorance of we're the best. So what if he's also trying to cue it into your all of your reasonings are too dated? And Trump supporters tend to be traditionalists. Yeah, I think you could make that argument. But I and and I actually when I look at this and when I look at like baking, it gets even weirder. This is the part that I have a harder time defending because I get really confused. That's the one where it actually gets so confusing that I have to like Google it. And I've been a lifelong American citizen. But like teaspoons to a tablespoon and tablespoons to cups and cups to you know it gets to quarts to gallons it gets fucking confusing and so that's one where it is really bizarre but i kind of think that there is in our inaccuracy and our really backwards wigwammy figure it out i think that there's a bit of poetry in that I think it's what culture's like. Like, if somebody has a language where there's 64 words for snow, that's beautiful. And I really Mm. think that our measurements are just another language. And so I think that, like, I don't know. I don't know much about the Irish, but I think that they're probably proud of their things that don't actually make sense to other people. But they're like, no, no, no. But, like, it doesn't make sense to you. And we're not saying this is better. But if you knew it, you would appreciate it. Yeah. I think that's what we're seeing with this, in my opinion. Yeah, and it is ridiculous, again, I will have to say this now, (laughs) to to tie the imperial system to voting for Trump or or being a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see see what you mean um, about, you know, the, the character that it holds. And I think that's something that I struggle most with, thinking about the future and you know the progressive views that you know i agree with and i but then there's also the the sides of it that i disagree with which is the character that we might be running away from hmm. with all of this sort of equal equality minded um equality minded pushes you know yeah yeah. It's like I've always been very passionate about 
everybody being different. Yes. That's been like, I remember in 2016, Trump got elected and I wanted to keep in mind, I am the person that was on Twitter more than anybody you know, but I wanted to get off of Twitter because there was so much hatred for one another about this Trump election. And I, of course, didn't follow politics much at all at the time. Sorry, I guess. Um, but it um, it really riled me up. And it, it wanted me to, like, realize why nobody wanted to just accept everybody for being different and having their own views. I guess, I don't know. That's kind of a, a big thought. Um... But it, it sort of relates to, like, Timmy wanting everybody to be on this metric system. <laughs> and that's sort of essentially where the future of progressive-minded people are going, is for everything to be this scientifically perfect and equal and um, exact way of communicating and being. Yeah. And it takes away this character that is held in, you know, having your own ways of speaking and being. I completely agree. Yeah, I think that's well said. Go look outside. Go take a walk through the woods and you'll find the weirdest fucking thing existing. Yeah. And there's some beauty in that. You don't want to be perfect. There's no perfect way to live. And, yeah. Efficiency can be quite boring. Efficiency is great for certain things. If if yeah. you're an engineer, fall in love with efficiency. You'll be great at what you do. But if yeah. you're an artist or a designer or an individual, it's the flaws that are interesting. Yeah. A perfect car is probably really ugly, but a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> And the Porsche is perfect for what it is. And so I think, yeah, I think a lot of our conversations have kind of led to this. But yeah, that there's no there's there's no right way to live a life. You know, there are definitely things you shouldn't do and there are things that you should do. But within within reason, if you're not doing harm, accept that. Embrace that. Mm-hmm. Embrace the quirk. Yeah. And I kind of think with like the whole bipartisan system, the goal is not for either of them to win. Yeah. While I think we get a lot of tension by only having two, and we could potentially benefit a lot from having more options, so you could vote much more specifically, having two opposites that divide the population and it sort of just fluxes a little bit back and forth each four years, two years. Um, it's going to keep things pretty balanced. It kind of keeps, it, it's a way to keep things pretty much the same. Well, I think it's a way to, I think it's a way to advance things. Cause I would say right now, the way that we view the Democratic and Republican Party is that the Democratic Party is trying to evolve and move to the future, shed old ways, embrace new ways. The Republican Party is kind of trying to say, 
no, 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 listen, these have worked. Let's not throw this all away because we know it works. Why risk it? And then they battle, and what we see is we advance because we should. We should advance. But we, need we also. To be tested to improve. You, well, you just you don't want to throw away everything that's ever worked for you in the past. You don't want to just risk everything. You want to advance cautiously. Okay. Yeah, it's... It's... I've only followed it, you know, for like a year now. But it's been... It's been an interesting year to hop on. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear what I like about a dozen? A dozen? Yeah. <laughs> Just to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. So here's what's beautiful about a dozen. One, it's a damn decent amount of eggs. <laughs> Two, if you want a half dozen, you get six. <laughs> It's really easy to package 12. It's really easy to package six. 10 is a really good amount of eggs. Five in an egg carton is going to be tough. You could still make it look like a Pentagon, but it's not going to quite work as well. Which, that's what's good about, like, I think that the, am I am I just going on on this? Mm. No, I dig it. Okay. I'm just, uh, I was taking a, a nice gulp of water. We see things like 64, and even we see a lot of 12 in our conversions. We see, see, see things like 64, which seem weird, but like you can cut those things in half, which kind of is really convenient. Hmm. And with, with 10, you cut it in half, and now you're at 5. You cut that in half, you're at 2.5. If you have 16, half of that is 8, half of that's 4, half of that's 2. So it actually isn't as bad for some calculation as it sounds as well. It's not completely arbitrary. Like sometimes it's almost, it's quite nice compared to 10. You're going to get a lot less decimals when you take, if you're baking something and you're cutting the recipe in half, you're now using, yeah, one cup. Or, or a fourth even, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can get down, you can... Yeah, you can have more specific amounts without having to dive into weird fractions and, and uncomfortable decimals. Yeah, and time is good about that too, I think. It's weird because, like, we I think we often forget because I did read one time, like, you know, in, like, when I was maybe, like, 18, that, like, oh, it's completely arbitrary that we have 10s. And I was like, holy fuck, and I tried to wrap my head around the world that used, like, 12s instead of tens and then just like literally like this week i was like wait a second a lot of things do a lot of measurements time even like angles is that's out of 360 that's not a base of 10 that's out of 360 time is out of a base of 24 with 60 minute intervals it's just it's really weird to see how we understand that and i guess maybe like as someone that mostly can only speak one language i'm just really really this week at least been just um blown away at seeing that I can kind of code switch in that and make sense of all of these different measurements. Hmm. That language of understanding the word world 
It is actually very, very similar to words. Yeah, I could definitely see it being, you know, beneficial for that, for those reasons. But that, yeah, that's my, that's my great tantrum. That's your, that. that's your imperial system. Yeah. So, um, on a, on a different note, I've been, um, been looking at cameras lately. Like with this, uh, photos, this money. video video cameras but um you know they take photos as well Ooh. i don't know man it seems like a big buy and it might not be worth it but i feel like if i had a really nice video camera that i loved the way it looked and felt, you know, I think I could, I could enjoy that for a long time. What are you thinking about getting? There's this Fuji X-T30, which is a digital camera that sort of looks like a film camera. Like, it looks pretty cool. And it shoots in 4K, shoots in 1080p, shoots in, uh it's good for pictures too but supposedly it's the best for video out now like i'm thinking if i'm going for a camera i'm gonna get the best one yeah you know rather this isn't the type of thing you get the cheapest version that's also pretty good you want to get the best this the is best. your if guitar you're gonna a, if you're gonna make yeah if i'm gonna make this if i'm gonna buy this movie camera you know there's one big flaw with it um, it can only shoot for 10 minutes and then you have to reset it. You have to, you have to take another shot. You can't shoot a one shot video. That's more than 10. Whoa. And if you're shooting in 1080p, you can shoot up to 15 minutes, but you know, still okay. that's something that's a long time. Sure. But I, I like long shots. Yeah. I don't know. That's just something I've been I've been looking into. I'm curious if you're looking into buying anything these days. <laughs> Not right now, but that's interesting. So, it's just because it's 4K. Are there other cameras that don't run into that, well, or is that a 4K thing? It's it's just this camera. There's two other options essentially. There's a Sony camera, there's a Canon camera, and there's a Fuji camera that are all you know from 2018 or 19, and um all shoot 4k and but they all have their different perks and the fuji one supposedly has the best color Ooh. it looks the best and it also has been most i guess there's been a lot of reviews that this camera they has inspired them now they go and take photos more now they go and take videos more than they did. Supposedly, it's just like a really charming and, you know, just really cool camera. Wow. It has knobs for, like, everything. 
Whereas like a lot of the other ones have just one little menu pad and then a lot of digital touch stuff. Yeah. So you can just kind of twist through the different ISOs, the different apertures and like see it, you know, while you twist it with your finger, like actually, you know, on it. But yeah, I don't know. Well, that definitely sounds like you. Right? Well, the 10 minute shots definitely hurts. Definitely supposedly, hurts. Supposedly, supposedly they they might be coming out with another new one soon. So, I might just wait I did end up getting... Wow, dude. This was something I kind of wanted to talk about. I forgot. The other day, I, I had the funniest time with this this mail debacle. So, I accidentally ordered... My camcorder, its battery had been broken. Either that or the charger. And I, I bought a new charger. It still didn't work. So, it turned out I, I have to just buy a new battery to see if the, see if the battery is what's broken. If this doesn't work, then the camera's battery holder, then that's what's broken. So there's a lot of possible brokens. It's one of those scenarios. I get in those a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and so I've gone through the charger. Now I'm getting the battery. I accidentally ordered the battery to the wrong address. I, I, I'm 309, and I accidentally see I ordered it to 319. And... So I'm waiting for this battery to come in. I'm trying to figure out how I should do this. I'm thinking about maybe I should write a letter and just put it in their mailbox. But instead, I I go and I want to knock on their door and just, like, talk to them. But they don't answer, like, all day. And there's these neighbors that play classic rock music, like, super loud outside all day. And I think it might be them. And I'm inside, and I, I hear that they're playing the classic rock. So I decide to go out back and see if it's their house. And it is. And so they go inside and get me the battery, although they seem a little sketched out. Because I'm just like a wild guy. Hey, man, I ordered mail. I don't know. I just kind of saw it as they kind of felt sketched out or a little weird about the scenario. And um, I couldn't help but to imagine, like, a scene where... What if I actually did kind of order some sketchy shit through my neighbor's address. I just thought that that'd be a funny story to kind of... Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Well, right. I was confused, like, why they would be sketched. But that I kind of yeah. see what you're saying. Like, you're ordering, like, DMT from South America yeah. and getting it shipped to your neighbors. There was just this little little bit of the combo where, like, oh, really, huh? And then they, like, go in and look. And when he comes, in, comes back out and gets it, um, hands it to me, one of the roommates is sort of like, so uh that come today then and and he asked like his roommate but like i'm just like a talkative guy so i turn around and i'm like yeah yeah i've been tracking it it got in today uh, and he like kind of looks around looks back and he's sort of like yeah yeah okay but yeah see it so, and then he like kind of like looks back at his roommate like he wasn't even talking to me hmm. really he was just being a little investigative but um of course i'm you know just having fun with it because i know nothing's wrong at all yeah but uh I just thought that was a funny, funny little scene, and 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 turns out it does work. So that's where I'm getting at. Is I, I probably will just wait to see if there's a new Fuji camera coming out soon, and in the meantime, just really play with that camcorder. Yeah, it sounds like you found a nice rhythm. That kind of makes a lot of sense because if you're gonna spend that kind of money too, you want you want what you want. Yeah, and I I, I don't want to not have 
the capability to do a long shot. Yeah. And 10 minutes is, like, just not quite enough. Dude, not quite. 15 is already, like, significantly better. I, I'm pretty sure 15 is, like, basically the expected limit, like, the, the low end to, like, if you're going to submit a short film to a festival, it's, like, 15 to 20 minutes or 15 to 30 minutes. So being able to do a one shot for that. Yeah, like, you're going to, like, I, man, like, it's almost like this has inspired a short story or a or, or short film for me to make just by uh, hearing that there's a limit on a camera. It's it's made me want to, like, just do a one-shot video of, like, a room or a place and have the story just take place. It, I don't know. It's made me want to do the thing it can't do. Yeah. How much experience do you have with 4K? None. And I don't think that that's not a good selling point for me, honestly. I, I don't really like the way that the high-quality stuff looks huh. these days um these days yeah yeah like dude like new films that are coming out now just don't look cool to me like the camera shots like the cameras i mean i watched grand budapest last night and oh my gosh it's so beautiful but there's like there's a lot of like modern indie stuff that just looks super digital yeah, like, we've kind of gotten to the point where, like, color's brighter than it is in real life. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if it's the color editing or the cameras, but they're both. The trends just don't look nice, so I don't want to get something that I'm just going to look at and be like, ugh, this just looks gross. But I don't know what my other options are, you know? Right. I already have a... I have the old camcorder, and then I have, you know, a Canon that's the crappiest version. So, like, I have that quality. <laughs> this unique digital that's just, like, not good or bad. It's just kind of strange. <laughs> and so I'm looking at the best quality, so that way I can have all of them. Whatever I need. I feel you on that. I'm still with that iPhone 5, bro. <laughs> yeah. I know all about oh. that middle middle quality. <laughs> yeah dude it's strange it's like you can convince yourself you like it sometimes fifteen yeah it's pretty it's pretty Yeah. Maybe like if you blow up an iPhone shot on a big screen, it, it looks kind of crappy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I do know that the iPhone cameras are good, but only for like close up. You know, you can't like zoom and have like the quality stay the same and you can't like and you can't have somebody far away, you know, and, and see them well. Huge. And so, yeah, that's just why I've been looking. But at the same time, it's like not a good time for filmmaking. So I don't know if I should get it right now anyway. It's another reason, you know, to like wait for that new one 
I haven't looked that far into it yet. Just kind of started it. I did it for a few days this week and got close that first time, you know? Like that first time you really like think about something, you're like, dude, I might just do it. But then that next day, it's almost like you're not even close to pulling the trigger. It's like that first day you're, you're thinking about it, you're like, dude, this is a decent deal on it. Like, I should just attack this, this feeling, this idea. I just think it's too expensive. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I love the idea, but I think I'd have to have a script first. <laughs> that one is like, you're really, you better, you better use it for something. Like, all technology lives through some group of people. Some, yeah, some get in way late. And they keep it together. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like that's what is really cool about a film camera is it just captures reality better. Like the colors of it, the look of it, the eye. It's more like the eye somehow. I don't, it's so weird that film would be more than digital or that either of them could even be close. But. I would say that there was a dude there was a picture I saw recently from a film camera like of Michael Jordan back in the day and it dude it was so good no color edits it was one of the coolest photos I've ever seen yeah he was like up against I think like somebody on the Celtics I wanted to say bird but I don't know if it was that good a picture you know I think it was just a nobody like um but it was like the arena looked kind of dark. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like, so it gives you, really gives you that scene of, like, this time, you know? Yeah. Because I was going to say, this maybe the downfall like. of film is that since it captures your true light and your true settings, it has to be really good light. But that is really interesting that what you liked about that was kind of that it wasn't these perfect lights. Well... The thing was, Ev, it, it was the perfect lights. It was just the arena itself was, like, lit uniquely dark. Interesting. 
You kind of know what I mean? Like, yeah, the the camera's quality wasn't dark. Right, right, right. Sh- yeah, it's just this arena like had a cool lighting system to it. It like only illuminated the court. Ah, wow, it's like so gladiator. It's like, so it's so it's just an incredible set, you know. You got Michael Jordan dribbling the ball and his tongue's coming out and there's this shot where the arena is only lighting up the floor pretty much wow dude i watched this play for one of my classes and it was um benedict cumberbach was playing frankenstein or like the the monster in frankenstein and it was really, really cool because I think it's like, I don't know what the theater was, but, you know, like one of the most well-known theaters in the world. I'm just not very familiar with that circuit. And so he's got this whole like circular thing. And then there's just this giant room of people watching with all the lights on just the stage, kind of like you're describing. You're not lighting up the audience. You want to forget you're there. And when the camera kind of the video camera kind of pans out to show everything. And it was like this, like, you know, he's not even mic'd up, I don't think. And he's just on this stage for the first, like, 15 minutes. I don't think he even spoke a word because, you know, the monster of Frankenstein did not speak. And it was, like, really powerful. I was like, oh, my God. This is a room full of thousands. But this one person with the lights on him is just captivating. Wow. You really saw it for what it was. Yeah. And I think that can be the power of theater. Is it photography? (laughs) No, like, I guess, like, um, because, like, with film, it's like that thing when what we're talking about, like, when we shoot, if you shoot a music video or something, like, you're just kind of, you're, like, in the world, but you're just pretending you're not. You know what I mean? And it's like people are walking past you while you're walking backwards and you're just kind of like, uh, tune them out because it's going to look cool on camera. Like, I know what I'm doing for the camera and the camera can't see them. So, like, I just need to fall into this world of what it's going to look like. Theater kind of doesn't have that battle. It sort of has the opposite one where, like, you are now magnified. Your performance is magnified by the eyes. Because they're Mm. watching every little movement. Everything is in frame. They see it all. So you're just like pure consciousness. (laughs) Yeah. Every muscle. It's it's really interesting. And like the way that your voice goes, it's not how does the microphone pick this up? Was I looking right into it? It's no, I'm making this sound. Wow. So yeah, no, no mice, no speakers, not just, just a guy on a stage. Just a guy on a stage. That doesn't happen these days. Not a lot. Not, not, yeah. Well, I mean, just like no performance in in this COVID era, you know? Oh, yeah, true. Like that's, that's something that was such a big part of our culture. Yeah. Going to events, culture, or, or shows and, you know, plays and. And I don't know if this is just one of those Movies things that it's easy and... for people to say, but I, I'm definitely craving some good live music. And like a specific yeah. kind of like fucking jam explode. And like, so I just kind of had a session the other night where it was like 
before I went to bed, it's like 3.30 in the morning and I'm just like out on my balcony just playing some like shit that explodes in my headphones and just jamming as hard as I could. I'm like, God damn, like I want to do this. Like that'd be so cathartic to have, like you're like looking the drummer in the eye and you're like, dude, pleat more. Like yeah, do yes. Like look what you're doing to me. Do more of that. And like the whole room's thinking the same thing. I, I crave that. I look forward to that. Dude, I did hear that Louis got a special out on his website. Probably, but maybe just a little polished, a little developed, you know? Yeah, I think it's $8. I'm probably going to stream that one of these nights. Do what you gotta do. Sure. I was just thinking about how tired I am for it being 540. Yeah. <laughs> like a nice sleepy. Ooh. I'm feeling pretty pretty up. I slept like till noon today. I don't do that. Usually get up at like 9. Yeah? Yeah. been like a midnight to nine type of guy oh that's nice you get a lot of daylight that way mm -hmm. and still a touch of the night kind of a midnight 30 to 9 30 more like it but yeah yeah i uh last night i, I purchased a book on lucid dreaming got that coming in the mail oh boy it kind of felt Dude. similar to how you were talking about that camera, how just by reading the reviews, you knew that was the one you wanted. Yeah. Because, like, there was one for, like, $4, and I was like, okay, this is, like, it's got a good rating, but then the other one was, like, no, it's just, like, the way that this guy goes into it. Just um, in his description? Or, like, in the, in a few pages that you read, or what? I, well... Or it, was it review? Yeah, it was reviews of what he was talking about. And, like, so he kind of, like... Well, one of the main things they say that he takes lucid dreaming past pleasure seeking. And I like that a lot. Hmm. He doesn't just lucid dream so he can like fly and fuck or whatever. You know, he's like really trying to like understand what like dreams and he's using dreams to understand dreams. So some people kind of bashed it because he doesn't come at it from the most scientific approach. I think he references that and I think he's versed in science, but like he's much more tapping into it as this experiment into the unknown, which I think is what I would like to do. And, um, yeah, like I know there was a little snippet where he's talking about, he likes to ask, he doesn't always get a lot out of engaging the characters in the dream themselves. 
they don't always tell him that interesting of things. But if he will ask a character in the dream about like what is outside of this dream or like what is the nature of dreams, he starts to get really interesting responses. Okay, so they're like these robots that you can like just tap into. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Like if you know, you know, like you, you, it'll feel weird to ask them the question at first, but when you do, they'll, they'll, they'll respond it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you've kind of hacked it. (laughs) Yeah. They let their guard down, which I, you know, I also read that it's not a great intro to lucid dreaming. Like you want to be kind of experienced for you, but like, dude, to me, it's like, if I'm learning how to play basketball, I don't want somebody to tell me how to dribble. I want to watch Michael Jordan. (laughs) <laughs> that's sort of my approach on all this shit and so we'll see I'll, I'll let you know how it goes i'm still i'm not sure that i'll be able to like pick this shit up but like i think that this is my way in i hope you know i hope that it could be yeah because that's That'd one be, of those... i mean you were you were getting close man like last last year when you were talking about recognizing you were in your dreams yeah and and deciding what to do in them that, I mean, that's lucid dreaming. That's exactly it. Yeah, I had a couple. Um, and then I kind of had to pump the brakes because I was like, yeah, I wasn't getting rest because I was like too aware in my dreams. So I had to pump the brakes. But yeah, I'm kind of, I'm just like, I sort of had like checked that mark off of my bucket list of like lucid dream. Okay, I had a couple. And now I'm sort of realizing, you know, wait, I didn't quite get what I wanted out of it. And let's... Let's play with that some more. Let's see what else is there. Dude, I really am happy you're going down that one. That's a, that's like not a road commonly traveled, but it's super interesting. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I feel like dreams are so easily dismissed. I yes. But it's really remarkable that they happen. I completely agree. Like like let's let's figure these things out. And I was sort of a little bit disillusioned um, because I felt like the more I could remember my dreams, the more I could kind of see why they were happening. Just because, like, let's say I know, like, uh, two days ago I was looking at Facebook and there was one post and it was showing baby pictures of, like, 10 or 15 rappers. And so you'd look at the baby picture and then it would be like, oh, that is uh, Chance the Rapper, that is P. Diddy, you know, and you're going through. And then that night... Chance the Rapper and, and Kanye were both in my dream. And so I woke mm-hmm. up and I was like, oh, they were in my dream because I looked at that one post. And that's kind of always been the thing. It's like, that's always been the theory. It's, the, it's an easy theory. You know, like all my dreams are at work because I'm at work so much. You right. Know, like, well, for me, though, it's always like a very like insignificant detail of the day. Like maybe someone mentioned Vaughn Takis, so I went to high school with. And so yeah, he would it's be usually in my a dream. peculiar. It wouldn't be yeah. the person I talked to. Because the person I talked to, my like conscious brain was able to absorb. But it was that person that was just mentioned that my subconscious wants to toss around. Mm. And so that was kind of disillusioning to me. And I kind of was like, all right, yeah, dreams are just kind of like me filing away this shit that I didn't quite process. But then like I think just like as of like I'm just trying to open it up more and be like, okay, what? At least it's just a thought experiment. The same way I go into tarot readings of like, well... The card's random, but what can I get from it? I'm trying wow, to open yeah. up dreaming to that, even if it's Man, just that. I'm geeking on 
doing a tarot reading I, I really want to i would love to do one with you it's been a while yeah. for me and, I, and there's no one i'd like to do it with more than you. i mean yeah and dreams i still want to talk about them but i do want to go into this just for a sec i mean tarot i find the way you describe the tarot reading you know just something to look at not factual not false either just something to meditate on yeah right absolutely yeah so it's interesting i feel that way kind of kind of about astrology sure have you done much of astrology that one hasn't really interested me i didn't think you yeah i didn't think you had yeah and i don't know why see not me either it hasn't interested me much either, but I did touch into it a tiny bit. And recently, my friend Charlie, he's kind of into it. And I realized that the last time we hung out. Um, and so it was just fun to be around somebody that kind of... And he, he's very clear about the same sort of thing. Like, he'll say that nothing is true or, you know, it's just stuff to look at. So it, he treats it in the same way, but but he does really look at it. And it was just kind of fun. Like, I just looked at it the other day, and supposedly you have, like, your main sign, but then you also have, like, a full chart, you know, mm-hmm. of all these different... Like, your sun, your sun uh, sign, I think, is your main sign, mm-hmm. but there's also, like, ten other signs, yeah. and if you have three of something else out of those other ones, then that's like equally as much you as your sign. Mm. And I just thought that that was kind of interesting to, to look into my other sign. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. I think that's worth doing. I've always liked any sort of personality quiz and it kind of feels like a similar one. And really I have mm-hmm. gotten readings that were pretty legit where I'm like, Oh, yeah, no, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm actually kind of doing so, like a similar way that he approaches astrology. I think that's kind of what I'm doing with like Hugh Prathers and even these like Book of Proverbs. Of like, okay. what if I just yeah. flip to a page and read this and just really sit on it and see what yeah. it means for me? So you're doing tarot readings with Hugh Prathers notes to myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and only the ones that sit with me. But I suppose if you want to, you could even do it with a fucking fortune cookie. Yeah. It just gives you something and to look at. And it's fun to deeper. do that. It's just, and it's fun to, to look at those things deeper. It, it just is. I agree. Even if that's all they're for. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that that's what I like about movies. That they're just something to, to think about. Yeah, I mean, I think I watch a movie and I look at the character, the main character. I look at the way that they're interfacing with their world. I look at what they learn in the story by being tested through these circumstances with these people around them, these people against them, and the way that they grow from that. And I think I I think I try to take that in and I think I see where it fits into my own reality. And if there's something I can take from that, I will. If there's something that I know I definitely should not take from that, you know, I'm aware of that too. 
I think that's ultimately what I like about movies. Mm. I think that they are just stories that can like help you understand life, which is, I think, my big objective. Dude, I watched a movie the other day that was pretty interesting. What'd you watch? The Florida Project. Oh, no shit. I've never watched yeah. it, but it's always recommended. I, dude, it was kind of... What I loved about it was there was no music. Mm. Except there was some, but it was always diegetic, where it's like actually happening in the scene. Like somebody's actually playing music off their phone. I've always liked that. Some, dude, love it. And the whole movie, it, it feels very real. There are a couple exceptions, of course. It's not a perfect movie. But it's a unique place and set of characters to look into. So, yeah. I'll just give that to you. Just, just that's, 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 uh, something, something that made me, I was curious what you'd think about it. Give that a look. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. How's the microphone? Yeah, the microphone's good. Okay. It's all set. Yeah, it's been set for a while now. Okay. Yeah, it was just a bit. It was just weird, man. It just stopped. Are you on? And then, like, the, the Surface. Okay. Yeah, and, like, so the Surface just has one USB port. And that's kind of tough because I need to plug in a mouse um, to use it. Mm. So I have this, like, USB hub. That is not the best and from Goodwill. So I think it was something to do with that. Just flicking everything off. Flicking the mic and the mouse off. So I couldn't like move the mouse to fix the problem even. What kind of system you got on your like phone? System? What do you mean? <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i got uh just my headphones okay i was just laughing because it sounded like whatever it was you just switched it before answering and go what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you mean it's <laughs> yeah just the normal system <laughs> The one you have? <laughs> so what do you got on the agenda for like this next couple days? Yeah, I'm just going to get back to doing that. Um, those VHS edits and um, try and get some more of those. And then uh, maybe try and tap back into some writing. The VHS tech definitely took the forefront on, on writing recently. Um but another thing I might try and do is this little Instagram idea <laughs> where I take the VHS camera out to a place with like a kind of a cool set somewhere at night where like nothing's happening and I just film it from a few different angles and then I post it on Instagram and make it seem like you're behind the security camera controller and you're like swiping through the different security cameras 
okay of this of this spot and i think that's about the whole idea i'm gonna maybe put my car in the alley and just have it be running so it's just kind of like a mood mood piece yeah i'm immediately picturing the alley behind shorts dude that's where some of that footage was on that one i sent you yesterday did you see some of that I didn't watch, like, I, I listened to the whole thing, but I wasn't looking at the screen for all of it. Oh, okay, yeah. I have a whole series of shots back there in that video. It's just such a magical spot. So cool. It was funny. When I came up with the idea, I was pretty excited about it, and I kind of just, like, you know, told Ellie, and she was just kind of like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> It's so funny how into an idea you can be that is, like, very personal. (laughs) Or, like, somebody else could see as nothing. Sure, sure. But just, like, knowing when you're really into something, you know, is just such a high. I agree with that. It is funny, though, how ultimately any of it can just be shot down completely for when we, like, deal with these things that aren't, you know, physical yeah just these art ideas i mean it definitely is reassuring like that we're in the right space <laughs> mm-hmm. that we can be excited by something that can also just be completely dispensed <laughs> yeah that means i'm uh i'm doing all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> we are very aware that we're the non-essentials in the strictest sense of the word yeah yeah but we are who we are. Absolutely. And in the long term, I think it's much more essential than, you know, than I think a lot of modern people say it is. Yeah. Because weirdly, if you look at history, a lot of the people we remember are leaders, artists, philosophers. Mm Mm-hmm. And the latter two are both, you know, seemingly unessential as they're alive. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess, I guess not all of them. Some are well known, you know, and celebrated during their life. Right. Yeah. I guess maybe that is the difference that they actually probably are celebrated during their life, but just not as much after. And then sort of the rub of the philosopher and the artist, it's kind of the opposite for a lot Mm -hmm. of circumstances because you're kind of dealing with what is not now but what is the future and so it Mm -hmm. takes time for people to actually see how it affected things yeah makes sense what are you up to today probably gonna get back on cod this is my last day of nothing and then it's just gonna be yeah just ready to cram it yeah full week full week cramming full week and then school's and over. And then you're done. Yeah, I do still have to make a portfolio. They luckily gave us a two-week extension. So then I'll have two weeks to make a digital portfolio of all of the work that I've made this semester. Which I'm really not looking forward to, to be honest with you. But <laughs> two weeks is a good amount of time. One week would be annoying. Two is pretty fair. So it still will be a nice So the portfolio down. is two weeks? 
Yeah, which it's not usually, but with this move to online, they've extended it to that. So you have so you technically have two weeks left of school then. Well, it's it's two weeks after finals. Oh wow! So it's you still have a while to go then. But well, but it's just that one assignment. So if I wanted true, to, true. I could probably do that in four days. So I'll have okay. fourteen days to do four days of work. Maybe okay. I'm undershooting that, but that's about what I'm gonna give it. Nice, nice. So the ratio of time you'll be able to do things other than school versus that. Or, you know, it's pretty pretty fair, pretty good. Yeah, I can take the back seat for sure. This feels like the last week then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. That's good, dude. I'm glad. Glad we made it through a whole year, right? A whole year. Two semesters. Good shit, Ev. I see you. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's good. It is interesting. It really seemed like it was just a cinch. I would agree. You know, day to day, like, it was definitely effort for sure, but, um... Yeah, I never agree that it wasn't. Yeah, it, 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 wasn't it didn't pile ever, up on you. Why? Well, yeah, I never thought about like quitting. You know, it's just a yeah, great feeling. Yeah, yeah. It was never like the burden to the sense that yeah, I did never think I could not do it. I just knew that it was challenging to do, which is cool. And I okay. think I just have such a different perspective on a lot of things. Like I used to think, like when people were getting their like graduations canceled, and they were like they cared. I was like, who fucking cares about graduation? That had always been my sense. But now I'm already seeing like no like. For me with this degree, you know, high school graduation to me wasn't much. It was fun. I do look back at it fondly because it was sort of like this last time we were all together. It was more for that. But I didn't care about like the school achievement. The actual graduating ceremony. Yeah. But I do think when this is done, when I finished this degree, this degree that for me was just completely optional is how it felt. Where like I definitely didn't have to be doing this. I chose to do this. I chose to put in the work and um, getting some sort of recognition for that. I, I think I will look forward to that. Dude, yeah. And then Cassie. It'll be a really cool degree. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And Cassie just kind of reminded me we were watching something and she's like, dude, you got to go to Japan for your study abroad. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so that's always fun too. That Dude, I forgot. So you have a study abroad semester. Probably. Yeah, most likely. Very good odds. Whoa. So I think I'm looking at two and a half, well, wait, two and a half years more. One of those international. Most likely what we'll see. The whole year? Half. Sorry. Okay. Two and a half. One Just a semester. Halves. Yeah, probably. With the summer of like an internship too in the design field. Okay. Sounds fun. <laughs> so yeah, I got a couple more years of bartending. And then it's easy. And then it's, yeah, it's something. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm at a point with design where I, I feel my design brain stronger than ever. But I'm also very aware of where I need to step up my technical skills. And even my discipline to it. And I, you know, it's not a pressing issue because I think that's sort of one of the things I get to learn in the next two and a half years. But, um, mm -hmm. like you just started this, it's the first of a few years of studying it. Exactly. And then you have yeah. a whole career to, to become great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
But um, yeah, there's just a lot of things that I'd like to explore. Like an idea will pop into my head and I'm like, man, that'd be just a run with that. But I'm like, and I can run with it in a thought experiment and kind of try to gather something. But it's not like I don't have like a sketchbook of like you could implement this shit, which is ideally at some point what I'd like to be able to do. An idea pops into my head and rather quickly have at least the, the step one and two of how it could potentially work, even if you never do it. Of just having something physical, something tangible, some note to prove it. Yeah, to make it to make it exist, even just the blueprint. Yeah, which is nice. I know actually one of my classes next semester is called Thought to Thing. Wow. So hopefully I'll learn that. So so a lot of this you're saying is the process of, like you say the details and stuff like that, right? So like, you're but you're saying the the process of actually taking notes on your ideas and starting to do them yeah is something is something you're struggling with just something i haven't done because i still like like why this quarantine is so great is that like my my hmm my um my perspective and my day-to-day life is very rich and so that really feels like it's it's feeding this whole design brain but at the same time, I'm not like executing. And so I like where I'm coming from, but I'm not, I don't have much to show for it. So like if I'm driving down the road and I'm looking at, I really like how like Iowa's road system, all the signs are kind of vintage. The mm. colored palettes that they use, even like the fonts that they have to use, they have to be kind of stretched out so that they're readable from a longer distance. So they kind of look like old clock faces with these tall E's. And I like all that shit so much. And I'm just like, wow, I wonder like when they're going to redo this and what it's going to look like then and who they'll go for. I'm like, what would it look like if I just designed like the aesthetics of a road system, not where they're going or what they're made of per se, but like, the palette and the fonts and the the feel the shapes of the signs and you know and a lot of that has to be very functional more than anything like even like a guardrail i think is that weird matte color that's so fun to touch because it's not reflective and you know obviously with those Mm -hmm. letters they have to be kind of stretched um but it would be fun to just try to weigh out all those variables and kind of just come up with 10 ideas of how roads could look and uh you know the signage system and the just experience of all of it because I really am charmed by Iowa, and I think it'd be hard to improve on, but it'd be fun to see what it could look like. But like a, a design, uh, a study in design that you you thought could be fun uh, to to dive into. Yes. A certain subject of design that you that you recognized and then wanted to think about how you would do. Exactly. And so for me right now, it is pretty much living out a thought experiment. And I feel like a few weeks ago architecture was a big one absolutely and that's a very similar is that one. the main one probably you rooted in or is that was that just a stint when we had talked about that before i don't know okay so i think it was i think it's it's the light starting to flash on something bigger i think i like systems and what i like about a home and the way that i was thinking about a home was thinking about every detail of it because i wanted and to design work the light switch efficient and well, I just wanted to make or it most all, uniquely. Yeah, most unique, but still like complete. I wanted to make it the most complete 
the most yeah. thoroughly designed, the most intentionally designed house. Reach its fullest potential almost. Yeah, every detail. Of, of character and functionality. And I think that's what I like about road systems. You know, I'm not going to dedicate myself to road systems, but like, it's, I like to think that way. How every. It's, it's fun to think about how could A or blank, like what you could fill in any sort of subject, how could this subject be most unique and functional? Yeah. You know, aesthetically pleasing. Well, because take all of that. It, it, yeah, it doesn't matter what you look at almost, but anything is fun and street signs you hadn't really done yet. Yeah, and, you know, Tinker Hatfield, he designed the Jordans shoes that we all know and love. He designed almost okay. all of them. But he would also come to Jordan and you'd show him the shoes and Jordan would be like, all right. And then he would flip the page and it would be the sweatpants, it'd be the, the sweatshirt, it'd, the, the shorts, up. it'd be everything. And then he'd be like, oh, shit, yeah. And, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright would design the house. He would design the lampshades. He would, you know, the stained glass. He would design the chairs that would go into it to all become cohesive. And I'm just trying to put... I, that's that's what excites me the most. I don't think I would be that excited doing the package for something. But I would love to do something and the package for it. Yeah. I don't want to design the charger, but I would design the phone and the charger in the package. Yeah, yeah. You're interested in the whole thing and how you can make each other better by being together. Yes, how can I zoom out as far as I can and in as far as I can? Yeah. And so it's interesting. Sure. Uh, yeah, how can I get a rule and then have this complex thing have a bunch of little details that all follow that rule? That's a great way to say it. Mm-hmm. And that's probably very, very similar with film. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> dude, that's, that's all right. Not to get that big on it, but design's art and film's art and art is that. Film was how I kind of got to that thought, though, first. I think we've had a good sense of it when it comes to music. Yeah. That rule... But just kind of that rule for our music has just always been so much more. We never questioned that rule, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was an obvious one for us at the time. Yeah. Well, that was a nice trip. <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. That was good, some good talks. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. About the same. I look forward to doing this again. Yeah. I also look it's good forward catching to, up. Uh, yeah, living these weeks. Have a have a good grind, man. It'll probably go by quick, just because. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it might go slow, but just seems like it's gonna be a full week of it yeah and likewise send me what you got i'll need some little breaks send me what you've been working on Mm-hmm. yeah I'll, I'll keep sending you some some little stuff or if i uh oh and if you get if you get bored man check out the youtube channel for that you know that that the ocs yeah and so i'm interested like yeah i can't believe you've been doing that much so that's just on your 
Which YouTube? That's is just that? on my YouTube. Which one? It's. I think it's just Ricky O'Connor. Ricky O'Connor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff on there. Cool, man. Ellie has one singing performance on there that's really good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The first one she does is this like cover by Ty Seagal that's like really good. And that's just on the VHS camera. Oh hell yeah. It's a recent one. And you'll see what I kinda what I meant by before when I was implying that like how much I love the audio of a VHS cam the VHS camera. <laughs> Something's so fun about it. Just as much as the video. Yeah, I know nothing about a VHS microphone. Well, it's just like that video I sent you, you know? That was you talking, you know, while I was recording on VHS. Sure, sure. And it, it just, somewhat, something about it just, like, it sounds clear. Is that analog too, I guess, is my question? Dude, I have no idea. Dude, I my friend Charlie was trying to ask me how my film camera worked. They're like, is this film or is this digital? And I, I didn't even know because it was, like, a tape that has, like, film in it, but it also... It's like the most digital sounds and recording buttons and stuff, you know? I don't know. I just don't understand it at all. Yeah. But it works real good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Yeah. Enjoy the old Sunday. Yep. Peace out, brother. Peace out.